Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Raise Your Vibration podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. My name is Shelby Rose, and I am an energetic and business guide helping you align, activate, and expand your energy to create the life and business you're wildly obsessed with. I believe that every single one of us has a path that lights us up, makes us excited to get up every single day, and brings massive service and impact to the world. In this podcast, we'll tune into our soul's true desires, take ownership for every single thing in our lives, and shift our vibration to embody the queen we came here to be. You deserve this. You get to have it. Let's go create it. Before we dive into this episode, I want to let you guys know that this week I have a five-day totally free event happening. If you haven't already registered for Ignite, you're going to want to get in this. You guys, I've had so many aha moments and breakthroughs over the past week or two around my healing journey, around my healing experience, and I want to share these with you because I think it's stuff that is going to help you reignite not only your fire, your life, but your connection to yourself and your path. This container is the container to be in. It's going to be five days. It's totally free, but the content will not be available for free forever. So get inside the group so that in the future, you don't have to pay for this amazing content. Um, the link to enroll is in the show notes, but also you can go to www.shelbyrose.com forward slash ignite to enroll. And please do note that there is a double opt-in. So if you do not get an email right away with group access, you need to go into your email and say, yes, it's okay to receive emails from this person because, you know, that's just just how the email automation systems work these days. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Raise Your Vibration podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Rose. And today we have a conversation around mindset, around owning your personal truth and releasing societal expectations, which let's be real, we could all use a little bit more of. And What I love about this is that Amber is not only a master at shifting your mindset, shifting your beliefs, but she is also a member of the LGBTQ community and helps LGBTQ community members really dive deeper into understanding their truth and reconnecting not only to their highest self, but their highest potential. So I know you guys are going to love this conversation. You are going to love Amber's energy and the just realness that is brought to this episode. So without further ado, let's dive into this podcast. Well, Amber, thank you so much for being here and sharing yourself and your story with the Raise Your Vibration podcast community. Before we dive into the conversation today, do you mind sharing a little bit about who you are, what you do, and how you got into doing what you do today? Yes. Um, Thank you for having me, Shelby. My name is Amber. I'm an LGBTQ mindset coach. Basically what I do with my clients is walk them through an internal transformation. I've successfully accomplished evolution. And because of that, I've been able to help other people do the same. So not changing things on the outside, but changing everything within so that that outwardly everything will reflect that growth from within. 
So that is pretty much what I do with my clients. And then how I got into this is discovering my purpose, which I discovered that through my own sexuality and my identity journey alone. There was some rocky moments in there that led me to do what I'm doing today. Yeah, I feel like there's probably a lot to unpack there as far as like, I love that this is something you're helping with people with because, you know, I... I don't think people realize when they're coming out or they're sharing their experiences or whatever that may be, how much there is of societal programming around sexuality, around our belief systems, around like who we choose to love, right? And Uh it's, it's, unless you've had to experience that or gotten to experience that, I don't think you can fully understand how much happens internally. When did you know that you are part of the LGBTQ community? Well, I, I, <laughs> I, like, to say, <laughs> I like to say I'm one of those that kind of knew since like I was out of the womb, but it yeah. didn't really articulate like everything until I was about like 14 years old and really started to comp- like really started to contemplate that and think about it and at the time I was like, oh my God, I'm the only gay person in the world. Like, how can this be? Like, there was like, there was no one to look up to. There was like, when you look online, yeah. try to find idols, it just wasn't a thing at the time. So the only way I found like security and safety was actually getting on Tumblr. <laughs> and when I found Tumblr, I saw other um, lesbians yeah. and gay individuals and I was like, okay, I'm not the only one. And then I came out of the closet when I was 16 years old. So I came out when I was really young and there's a lot of societal beliefs that came with that, that really harmed me internally. You wouldn't have known on the outside, but I was really mm-hmm. something on the inside. Yeah. Like we project this image of happiness and everything's good. Like we've yeah. got it together to the outside world, but I, I just know that experience, especially I think that age, you know, anywhere from like 16 to for me, it was 25, almost 26. It's this uncovering that there's something happening inside of you other than just like what we project out into the world. Exactly. Yes. So what was your, do you mind if I ask your experience? It's just something that I think is, I don't know. It's, I'm always interested to hear people's experiences and stories. Yeah. Um, what was your experience in coming out? Did you have support around that? Was it? Yes. Uh, when I came out when I was 16 years old, so I came out on my birthday because you know, I had in my head that you know, <laughs> if I come out on my birthday, no one could hate me. <laughs> no one could disown me because it's my birthday. Yeah. So I was like, coming out on my birthday. I had like, in like intellectually, I had like had this vision, like everyone was going to hate me and I was going to be disowned. But that was quite opposite when I came out. I have a very supportive and loving family who loves me unconditionally. Mm -hmm. And I'm really grateful for that. And because of that, I felt like I had to put on this image that like everything was okay and that I was confident in my sexuality because that's the only way I knew how to um, receive for people and to be accepted by other people was to just put on space that I'm okay and I have a loving family so I can <laughs> one second <laughs> and so because of that and putting on this this face to the external world of being accepted by my family I was really suffering internally pretty bad and when I was 16 until about 18 I was just 
I was so like mean to myself. Like I was really sabotaging like my self-worth and really harming the potential that I was truly capable of Mm -hmm. and always felt like I needed to fit in. So I would do whatever I needed to do to fit in. I got involved with the crowd because of that. All these things started happening and I got in a really dark headspace where I wanted to be quote unquote normal. So um, what I had in mind at the time was transitioning from female to male because you know, societal norms, like if I become a white cis man who identifies as straight, then I could quote unquote, be in that normal picture. Like I was really Mm -hmm. striving to fit it. And when I did that, I found myself in an even darker place. And that's when I almost took my life away. And that's the moment everything changed for me. I really committed to loving myself unconditionally, doing whatever it takes to create inner peace and find my inner happiness and just make a life that I'm happy with and fulfilled with. So there's so much, like so many powerful things you just said in that. And it's like the biggest thing that I'm taking away right now is that it's like, you can have love and support from the people around you, but so often we've picked up so much of this programming already from societal norms. Like what you were just saying is like, you expected your family to almost reject that part of you because mm-hmm. societies are like programmed us that that is something to be rejected rather than just like, this is rather than this is just how it is. This is how some of us are wired. This is how people just are right. Instead of it being this normal experience, this normal way of being, it's already predetermined, like coming out has to be a thing. Yeah. I think like just in that, I'm like, wow, it's so interesting that like, I'm even asking these questions that why, why am I having to ask the question of like, what was your experience in this? Mm-hmm. And I know many in the LGBTQ community don't have that support. And there are still people out there who don't have those loving environments to lean into, but we expect it almost when it's been programmed to be the norm. Mm-hmm. So... I know you work a lot with people in the LGBT community or LGBTQ community now. What do you see as some of the most common barriers that people who come to work with you, what, what does that look like? What, what are they struggling with? What, what are those belief systems? Where, where are they needing help and to be supported? Mm-hmm. Number one thing I see a lot when we go really underneath the surface of things like we can reach like really surface level stuff like you know I'm not accomplishing what I really want to be accomplishing I don't know Mm -hmm. how to speak my truth I don't know how to express my feelings like that's very surface level stuff but as we go underneath the surface really diving into their belief system then we can really discover like their intellectual fear which is like the fear of not fitting in the fear of not being heard and then underneath the surface surface of all of that as well we can go even deeper and what I have found to be the most common obstacle for all of my clients is it comes down to Mm self-worth not believing that they're worthy enough to go after the things that they want not believing that they're deserving of speaking their truth and saying what they really want to say because there's so much fear underneath that which really sabotages their self-worth and I was once in their shoes so everything I do is very near and dear to my heart so it's like it's, it's really, it's a lot, but it's also really rewarding at the same time because we can get real that surface level stuff. And then once we get really deep and then I'm like, Hey, like this is actually a thing for you as well. We can work on it together. 
And it's yeah. really empowering because I've been in their shoes before. So we just, all of my clients, we have really deep connections. Like it's, I, I will admit like it is hard to have those professional boundaries sometimes because like, it just means so much to me. And well, I you know probably what, love and care about them so deeply. Like it's hard. Sometimes it's hard. I feel like for myself too, it's like hard to be professional when you just love yeah. and care so deeply about people. Yes, I completely agree with that. But to answer your question, like self-worth is the biggest obstacle that I see. That's interesting. So do you think that, and I just, I don't know why this was like popping in as you were saying that I was like, there's like the specific person I know that has curiosity to -hmm. explore the LGBT, but they're almost like not exploring that because of just the relationship they're in right now. Mm Mm-hmm. And so my curiosity is, do you think that people will hide who they are from the world when they don't have that foundation of self-worth and self-love? Do you think that that's at the core? Do you think that that's just like fear of rejection? Like what's underneath that when we're, we know that there's like a curiosity there, there may be a desire to explore. There may be a desire to say like, Hey, I think I'm not just this one thing. I think I may be more things or that I maybe this, you know, I, I identify as more of this. Like, do you think that hiding that from the world is rooted in mm-hmm. self-worth? I do. I do. Yeah. I do believe it is. It goes down to the self-worth again. And I think what goes along with the self-worth and that specific situation is like self-trust, mm-hmm. like trusting your inner world, trusting that voice inside of you that tells you that you might be interested in this. So if you can't trust yourself, how do you, how do you work through that with someone? Like if someone is struggling to, and I know it comes down to like the desire to Mm -hmm. want to work on it, right? Like we can't bring anyone there that's not ready for it, Mm -hmm. but how do you start to work through some of those blocks and barriers with your clients? Mm -hmm. Um, I think to answer this question is we start, we can start in the mind or we can start with action because like, you know, you can start in the mind and when you start in the mind and identify those beliefs that are really attached to that self-worth aspect, then we can understand where those are coming from and what emotions come with that as well. And when we can understand what beliefs are there, then we can replace those beliefs with supportive, empowering beliefs to get them moving forward. And when you can replace the belief, it'll replace the emotional experience as well. So new emotions will arise as you continuously replace those beliefs as they come up. Now, when I'm saying this to the audience right now, like understand this is all like you versus you, like my clients are doing this in their day-to-day life. So anytime like negative beliefs come up from them, they're being proactive and replacing those right away. And then when you can replace those beliefs, replace the emotional experience, then you naturally start to take on new behavior. So then you naturally start to believe in yourself. You naturally start to see your worth, right? Or we can do it backwards. So instead of starting in the mind, we can start with action because when you take on new actions, then you're, you're basically hacking the whole belief system because when you take on new actions, then you're taking on new beliefs, new emotional experience, just by taking it just by taking an action. Now an action can look like just picking up new daily habits, picking up new behaviors. Mm -hmm. So all of my clients, like they do their mindset work in the morning so that they can just start taking action. Now, as they're taking action, then we work through the beliefs as well. And then they're constantly recording all of this as well. So we can log their progress. 
So it sounds like it's both the mind and the action, like that piece that you can't really have one without the other. Like you can change your beliefs all day long, but then if those beliefs aren't like naturally flowing with different types of actions to back that belief. I just heard this quote actually the other day. It was like something along the lines of your belief is only as strong as your weakest choice. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was so powerful because it's like, you can, you know, tell yourself these affirmations all day long, but like, what's the action that, what are the actions and the choices you're making day to day? So if you're in a, let's say a happy relationship and you keep choosing this partner that treats you like shit, or if you're like wanting to get healthier, but you keep choosing the foods that make you feel like shit, Mm -hmm. then that's your level of belief. Exactly. It's like, you can almost look at either the thoughts you're thinking, or what are the actions you're actually taking Mm -hmm. to understand where your level of belief in yourself really is. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. I like to oh. say too, like awareness with no action is pretty much pointless. You can be aware <laughs> all of you want. Well, well, and that is stressful. It's like, you know, all the actions you need to take, but you're like, then you beat yourself up for not taking them rather exactly. than just being blissfully, blissfully ignorant. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which exactly. I think some of us would love. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and like what you were saying, like with, you know, like just sitting around and like being lazy when you want to get healthier, that's just people reaffirming those beliefs. It's like, you know, you choose those actions that can be negative and disempowering, or you can choose the actions that are positive and empowering for you. And whatever actions you decide to take is affirming your beliefs. Mm. So like, even the like disempowering actions that people are taking, they're literally just rewarding their belief system that this is okay. So then they continuously cycle that through their subconscious mind, thinking that's normal. Yeah. And we don't even realize that those, sometimes those actions are programming the subconscious, like they're sending a message, whether we're aware of it or not. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And when I talk about reflecting that subconscious, Ooh, this is so good. It's like looking at both, like both the beliefs, because I think a lot of people know, like, at least in this community, I feel like a lot of people know to like you know, witness the thoughts and like, look at the thoughts we're having, but to actually look at like, what are the actions you're taking? Like, I feel that piece right there is so powerful to pair, not only pair the action, but notice the action you're taking. Cause I think it can be such a reflector of what you actually believe. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yes. good. So good. So, so good. So good. <laughs> and just an example of this too. Um, like one of my clients, recently she was telling me all these realizations she's had like in the past of her experience understanding like her family like heritage and all this stuff and just kind of understanding like why she is the way she is Mm -hmm. but then she was like wondering like what do I do when I'm just focused on all this past stuff and I was like well that's when mindset work comes in now we can set a new focus and build a new paradigm for yourself and then manifest a new reality so a lot of people out there they can be aware of all these things but then they don't know what's next and now that's when a coach and a mentor is really beneficial because we know what is next and we know how to get you there. So what, why do you think people stay stuck in that awareness? Cause I think it is, it's, it's like torture when you're, when you're stuck in the awareness that like I'm creating these patterns for myself or I'm stuck in this habit or I keep going back to the same 
program, whatever that may be. I think that can be almost like torturous to have the awareness that this is something that's happening in our lives. Like we're repeating a pattern, right? But not knowing that, why do you think aside from maybe not having a mentor or coach in their life at the time or someone like a support system who can help them take those next step? Why do people stay in that, those patterns and those, those loops? Yeah. What comes to mind like simply put what comes to mind is like just look at society like it's very linear it's like here's Mm -hmm. your plan this is what you do these are your options and because of that uh, most people in the world I would say have very limited knowledge very limited guidance very limited behaviors very limited habits because they're just not aware of what is actually possible and when they're not aware they actually don't understand how their mind functions and how their brain functions on a scientific level either Because when you can understand how your brain functions on a scientific level, it makes it easier. It makes it easier to have that courage to improve and change because you realize like, you know, your brain is defaulted to negativity. Your brain is defaulted to laziness. Like it's normal. It's, there's nothing wrong with you. So when you can understand that and have the courage and then learn how your mindset works and learning how to shift that, learning what your belief system actually does to you and your well-being, learning how paradigms work and learning that you are in full control to recreate a new paradigm for yourself. I think a lot of people don't have the awareness of this stuff and don't, and they stay stuck because a lot of the stuff that I'm teaching and telling you about right now, it's completely illogical, right? Like we're tapping into the imagination, we're tapping into the emotion. So we're getting into that subconscious mind, which controls 95% of your results in life. But that subconscious mind that controls 70 or 95% of your results in life is completely illogical. Like doing affirmations, doing meditations, doing visualizations, <laughs> writing a self-image script, listening to, to yourself, talk about yourself all day. Like this is all a logical shit. And it's going to be illogical in the beginning until you make it your new logic. And then you have this expanded consciousness to move forward and go after your goals, dreams, and desires in this lifetime. But you have to tap into the illogical side of things in order to manifest a new reality for yourself. Oh, I just got, I got chills because I was just talking to someone about this recently. I was like trying to explain to them and they were like, I could just see them like totally turn off. And (laughs) And I was like, I could tell you just like your brain just shut off. And they were like, well, you, you just, you're no longer making sense. You're not ma- like, you're not logical. And I was like, oh, I don't live my life anywhere near logical. Like I can't, if I lived a logical life, like I wouldn't have the life I, I have, you know what I mean? And right. so it was, it's so funny what you were saying, as you were saying, it was like the subconscious. And I don't even think people realize that we know that all of our habits are unconscious, right? Like I wake up, I go get coffee. I take my dog to the dog park. I come home. Like it's, it's to me, that's autopilot. Like I'm not even thinking about the habits. Like they're just, I need to do this. And it's what I do when I wake up, Mm -hmm. but to even take it that next step where, which you just did is like, not only are they not conscious, most of our habits, we've just, you know, been programmed. A lot of them we've been programmed and we don't even realize it's like a societal, a community, an ancestral program that we're picking up it's Mm -hmm. like suppressing my emotions was my habit yeah an unconscious pattern up until I was probably 27 Mm -hmm. so if that's the unconscious program that I've picked up from my community from my society if I don't even realize that that's a program that can be a habit that I'm acting out every day 
without even realizing it or being conscious of it. Mm-hmm. And I love that you said that it's like the expanding what's possible, getting in new communities that expand your consciousness or in new environments that expand your consciousness of what's possible. Mm-hmm. So powerful because in, in those situations, we can get these little pings of what's available to us. Yeah. Rather than going back to the, the, the habits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think habit formation and habit change is so hard because it is, people don't realize it is programmed into the subconscious. And like you're saying, that work is required yeah. to shift the subconscious. Mm-hmm. And yes. And people, I feel like give, give up on habits very easily too, because they don't realize like part of building a new habit is like falling off. A part of building a new habit is yeah. like frustrating. Like you're going to get angry with yourself and it's just part of the process. Like on a, a scientific level, they call this the push when you're like challenged and it's frustrating and you want to give up and you're falling off, but you keep trying, but like you keep falling off. But if you keep going, they call it the push because what the push mm-hmm. does in your brain is it built. That's when you're building the new neural connections is when you're pushing and going and pushing and going. So when you're frustrated and you want to give up, you're in the exact, and you're in the exact spot that you're supposed to be. I love that you just said this because I think a lot of times people will like hit that or they'll, they'll fall off. Mm-hmm. I actually just had an interview a few weeks ago with someone and they were talking about how they tried to quit. They were an addict and they tried to quit for six years, Oh wow! six years of getting on and off that cycle on and off and on and off and off on and off. Yeah. And to me, it's like, I think so often we, we like, we want to build working out or eating right, or, you know, building a business or whatever the thing is that we want to change about our lifestyle. But we're so afraid of that failure, quote unquote, or that falling off mm-hmm. or that, or we do fall off or we do fail. And, and it almost like cripples people because we also haven't normalized in society that this failure is such a like, it's a part of the process. I don't think you can build a successful business without falling flat on your face a few times. I don't think you can build a wellness habit or fitness lifestyle or whatever it is that you're trying to do without falling flat on your face a few times. Right. It is a part of the process. I think a part of the process for a lot of people tapping into the growth mindset, like with my clients, at least, and even with myself, it's just about embracing the imperfections. And like the only way to fail truly is to give up. So if you stop doing the work, then yeah, you failed. But if you choose to keep pushing, you're not failing. You're just building that foundation to what's to come. So I really like to express that to people out there, like the only way to fail is to give up. So as long as you keep going, you're making shit happen and you're not failing. It's just a bump in the road is what I like to call it. And, you know, there's so many bumps in the roads along my sexuality journey, my business journey, my identity journey, where I wanted to give up. I want, there are so many times that I could have given up. It would have been easier just to go back to a nine to five. It would have been easier to just give up my dreams because it was hard. Right. But I just chose to look at those as little bumps in the road and not look outside of myself and look within. And I think a lot of people, when they hit those bumps in the roads that like they call failures, they try to see their options outside of themselves. Like, what can I do to change this? Oh, this person needs to change, or I need to stop mm-hmm. working here because this, this, this. But the reality is, no, it's actually inside of you. Like, what do you need to change inside of you to produce a different result? And I think that's what's 
just a little side note, I think that's what sets me apart from a lot of coaches out there because when I'm coach, when I'm connecting with a lot of coaches, they're always telling me about these new strategies and all of these things that they're trying yeah. out and it's working. And I'm like, it's not working because your mindset's not where it's not where it needs to be. That's the only reason things aren't working for you. And, and I do this like mindset call with these entrepreneurs weekly. And they're always like telling me these things outside of them. And I'm like, what about your mindset work? And they're like, oh, oh yeah, I don't really have time for that. I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> you know, like you're not going to be at the level of success if your mindset is not at that level of success. That's just how things work. And a lot of people don't realize that. It's like the energetic piece. It's like mindset, energetics, like whatever you want to call it. It's like, if that foundation isn't there, yeah. Or that belief that we were just talking about isn't there. Like you can change things outside of you all day long, but you're going to keep attracting the same level of belief you have in yourself or the same level of awareness that you have, whatever that may be until you shift the pattern and the program that goes mm-hmm. with it. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I don't know why this, this story is like the story I always go to, but I'm like, I had a friend in college or right after college where she's like, Oh men are shit. I always have the shitty partners. I always attract. was like, why are we attracting the same partners over and over again? Why are we attracting the same boss over and over again? Why are we attracting the same financial situation or fitness situation, whatever that may be. There's a reason why we keep detracting the level of success, love, health, whatever it is over and over again. And like you said, a lot of that has to do with the belief and the mindset and the programs that we have. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, look at like my transition, for example, like I tried to change everything outside of me, but I kept finding myself in that same headspace. I thought I could change things would change, but it doesn't work like that. Oh, that's so powerful. Like what a, and what a, I'm going to try everything example, you know, it's like, I'm going to go and try to be something that maybe I know on some level isn't really in alignment for me because maybe that will make me feel different. Or maybe that will make me feel like I fit in more or more accepted or whatever that is. It's powerful. I just think about like, (laughs) I do the same thing in certain areas. It's like, I'll try to change who I am for certain people. And I still notice myself do this to this day. I'll be like, Oh, mm -mm -mm." we're doing this again. We're not sharing like how crazy I actually, you know, to me, it's like my crazy side, the woo, the spiritual, the, you know, the, the out there side and I'll like dim it down for certain people. I'm like, why do I keep doing that? Why do I keep hiding this part of me? It's like, yeah, it's not going to be accepted everywhere, but I'll still try to shape shift a little bit so I can quote unquote fit in. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all do it in different ways. Like we all have those things that we're insecure about. It's what I think I'm trying to say is like, we all have that thing. That's like, we have to overcome that or a new level, right? Cause maybe you're very secure in that, you know, who you are in your sexuality. And then there might be something else that we're overcoming. I think if we're always growing, there's always something that we're stretching and expanding into. Absolutely. Yes. And it's funny you you mentioned that because I resonate with that. That's something like I kind of keep from people too. And I don't feel comfortable talking about either. Like like my spiritual side is like, I don't, I just, I don't know how people are going to respond. So like when my clients bring it to the table, I'm like, yes, let's talk about this. Yes, let's go there. I'm like, okay, I won't, I won't push any buttons. Well, what I think, and you, this is a very safe space because I'm, I'm all the way woo, woo here, but I'm like, 
What I think is interesting is that, oh my God, I'm going to lose it. My ADHD just kicked in. It's gone. It's totally gone. <laughs> It'll come and back then ADHD too. So I get Yay. it. I'm like, do all entrepreneurs? I think so. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I had a, a my friend say about the episode this summer and she was like, I saw something pass the window and then I just totally lost it. It's totally gone. So <laughs> you have ADHD out there. You can still be a successful entrepreneur when you have it. I think it actually makes you probably a better entrepreneur. You know, no, I don't, I'm not going to put that label out there or out there. Shit. What was I thinking? Okay. It's really gone. It was important. It's fine. It'll come back. Maybe it will. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, it, you know, when you get stuck on it though, cause you're kind of like, I really want to remember what it was. It's, <laughs> it's fine. I'm going to let it go. It'll come back. Do you feel called to, oh, what I was going to say, this is it. I knew it was like, if I start asking you a new question, it'll come back. This is how my brain works sometimes. So it's not really a question so much as I think what you do with the mindset work and like the action work. I don't think people realize like that, that that can be spiritual in it. Like, I don't think there's a separation to me. It's like, there's no separation because to me, how we are like, you're reprogramming to me on an energetic level, you're reprogramming people, like the programs and the imprints and the energies that we pick up throughout our lifetime. Like to me, you're clear, helping people clear them as they're doing the reprogramming work. So to me, like in how I perceive the world and how I view the world, there's no separation. Like it's all this one big looping thing. So even though if you're not like marketing yourself as someone who is doing spiritual work with people, to me, it is deeply spiritual because you're shifting these energies that are living in our cellular body. Yes. So it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. 100% agree yes. with all of that and resonate with that. Yes. Because they are quite literally changing on a cellular level. And, and I'm sure your clients feel energetically different. Like they feel they more expanded. They feel like they're mm-hmm. vibrating at a higher frequency, whatever it is, you know, what, however they would describe it. Yes. They probably feel very energetically different in having done this work. Mm-hmm. And I can see it when they show up on the Zoom calls. I can see it like in their posture and I can hear it in their voice. It's so exciting. I think mm. that's my favorite part is because when I work with people, it's for like an eight weeks time but like about at like week four or five, like there's an energetic shift that happens and it's so empowering. And I pointed out to all of them. I'm like, look, like when I met you four weeks ago, like you were just kind of like trying to figure out things, but now you're at this level of like truly expressing yourself, knowing yourself, articulating your thoughts, articulating your feelings. Mm. It's so beautiful every time. I don't think there's been a time where I haven't cried just because because I've been in their shoes, you know, like I've been there. So I know what that feeling yeah. is. Like, so I get so excited for them. And even uh, just this morning, like one of my clients was like freaking out <laughs> in the most exciting way, like possible. She's like, for the first time in my life, I like, I truly believe I'm worthy and I truly believe mm-hmm. I'm good enough, but I feel like I'm on top of the world. And like, just hearing her level of excitement is just beyond me. It lights up my whole soul. Because like what Shelby said, it really is shifting the energetics inside, which is also opening you up to a spiritual awakening on some level. They might not be aware of it, but it is happening because also 
the subconscious mind, I don't know if you resonate with this, but I feel like when you tap into your subconscious powers, that is where your spirituality lies. Because again, it's illogical. Spirituality is illogical. So Mm -hmm. what I believe is that spirituality is set in that subconscious mind. Well, and I read a Carl Jung book, or I've been like kind of in the middle of it. It's a little, a little headier than I'm used to. Like he's a psychologist from like the what 1900s, 1800s. I can't, I don't know. Or mid 1900s, I think. It's funny because they're calling like when I was born in the 1900s now. So, <laughs> okay. Um, but he talks about that. He's like talking about these spiritual experiences are that, that are happening from, a, from the perspective of a psychologist, but also talking about it as if it was the subconscious. And so I think, I think you're, I, I, I do believe that there is something about that, but you're also reconnecting people to themselves and their truth, which to me is soul. Like when you're connected to that ever accepting, ever loving presence within you, that is, that is your spirit. That is your soul. When, when you're in that connection to love, mm-hmm. that soul to me. I freaking love that. You said that so much. That is yeah. li- that's literally how I describe spirituality. People like simply put like spirituality means finding your truest self and loving yourself for that truest self is how I see mm. spirituality. So I freaking love that you said that. I love that so much. Ugh. Well, you have dropped so many nuggets. I feel like we've like covered so many cool little things today. Is there anything that you feel called to share with the audience? Anything that's coming up that you want people to know whether they're, you know, part of the LGBTQ, LGBTQ, I can never say it. It's like, I say it too fast and then I stumble over my words. Um, I don't know why, like T and Q is hard to say one after the other. Uh, whether they're a part of that community or they're maybe not yet a part of that community, or they've never been a part of that community and probably never will be. Is there anything that you would say or want people to know? And you can go anywhere with that. Yeah, I think inside, outside of this community, those who know their identity, their sexuality, maybe those who are questioning that their sexuality and their identity and just the human family at large, even outside of the community, just all humans in general. Like what I really want to put out there into the world is like self-development is literally the best thing that you can do in your life. And it might be the hardest thing because it goes against everything that you've ever been told, but it is quite literally the best thing that you can do for yourself. And the whole process itself is completely worth it because you are discovering yourself at a deeper level from everything that Shelby and I have discussed here today. You hopefully can understand from the way we're expressing things that there is so much more to this world when you can tap into your inner resources and expand your consciousness to see what is truly possible for you. And in order to do that for yourself, that first step is to have the courage to work on yourself and love yourself at the deepest level possible. Because at the end of the day, the universe loves you exactly for who you are. And the universe wants you to love yourself exactly for who you are, no matter what that looks like. You're beautiful as you are, and you deserve to see that and go after that. Mm, I love that. And love uh, to me, I just like you saying that is like loving yourself is the most loving thing you could do for others too, because the more you like the deeper you truly love and accept all the parts of you, the more you're going to be able to love and accept all the parts of someone else. Exactly. It's so important. So where can people find you? Like, where are you hanging out the most these days? I know there's going to be people who want to connect with you. Where can they say, Hey, 
Yeah, my, my main platform right now is going to be Instagram. It's at underscore emerging mindset. And just want to put out there real quick, I've completely attracted the best soul family to actually start building a team. So this platform is really just the beginning to what's to come. There's going to be a lot of mindset work in there. There's going to be a lot of spirituality work in there. There's going to be a lot of energetic work in there. There's going to be a lot of love um, work in there as well, as along with relationships, singles seeking out relationships as well. Like really this platform on Instagram at underscore emerging mindset is going to my goal is to be serving the community the lgbtq community to the highest level possible so if you're out there in the community listening to this episode i definitely say give it a follow and Mm -hmm. let me know what you think it's gonna be awesome oh i'm so excited thank you so much for sharing your time and your energy with us amber this was wonderful and i can't wait to follow along with more of what you're doing yes i can't wait to have you there thank you for having me today shelby of course